Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. I'm Rod Anderson. In magazines, at carnivals, festivals, even street corners, the promise is made that your future will be made known to you. Have your palm read tarot cards, astrology, tea leaves, modern day soothsayers, necromancers, stargazers and spirituals who all say they can communicate with the pagan gods and the dead and all it will cost you is $45 for a 20 minute reading or sitting or visitation. How many people have been and will continue to be conned by these charlatans. Most people understand that no man or woman can look into the future. God alone sees what is yet to come because the Bible says that he inhabits eternity and is not restricted by time and space as we are. However, one of the most famous is or celebrated soothsayers in history was the 16th century apothecary Michael de Nostradami, usually Latinized as Nostradamus. He published collections of prophecies within four verse poems or stanzas known as quatrains. The sensationalist popular press today credits him with predicting many major world events. However, most thinking people maintain that the associations made between world events and Nostradamus's prophecies are largely the results of misinterpretations, mistranslations, sometimes deliberate, or else are so tenuous as to render them useless as evidence of any genuine predictive power. Let me give you an example from Quatrain 10 72. In the year 1999 and seven months, from the sky will come a great and frightening king to revive the great king of the Mongolians, before and after Mars reigns in good time. Now, before I proceed, I'd like to inform you that this quatrain was circulating leading up to 1999. I'm old enough to know about it. And predictions of prodigious disaster and upheaval over the earth. By the end of July of that year, the seventh month, the newspaper editors and TV producers were all scratching their heads saying, well, what was that all about then? And quickly went in search of the next big headline. None of Nostradamus's prophecies have ever been shown to come true. In fact, if a person wanted to check the veracity of his prophecies, your first challenge would not be to discover how, where or when they were fulfilled. Oh no, your first major assignment would be to determine what is the cryptic meaning of these quatrains because they are so difficult to understand. This is where the Bible is entirely different. The prophecies in Holy Writ are easily understood and easy to explain. Let me give you two examples which very simply prove that the Bible is from God and is of supernatural origin. Around 570 BC, the prophet Ezekiel, under the direction of God, prophesied against a Phoenician seaport called Sidon. It had been inhabited for over 1,500 years when the prophet uttered his pronouncement. But the city was in a terrible state of decay at the time. And then... In 351 BC, it was taken by Artaxerxes Ochus, king of Persia, and it was destroyed. Now let's pause for a moment. 
because some people say the prophecies in the Bible are merely the recording of history and not the real prophecies at all. If Ezekiel, whose prophecy is dated around 570 BC, were judging by appearances, he would have pronounced complete oblivion as the inevitable fate of Sidon, for nothing seemed more certain than its utter eradication. But Sidon still remains today with a population of over 200,000 inhabitants. Let's keep reading now the words of the prophet Ezekiel from chapter 28, verses 20 to 3. The word of Jehovah came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face towards Sidon, and prophesy against it, and say, Thus saith the Lord Jehovah, Behold, I am against thee, O Sidon, for I will send pestilence into her, and blood into her street. And the wounded shall fall in the midst of her, and with the sword upon her on every side. I want you to recognize the judgment God pronounced upon Sidon was not utter extinction like that of the ancient city of Tyre, which I presented in episode 29 entitled How to Disprove the Bible. But the judgment upon Sidon was blood in her streets, the wounded in her midst, and the sword on every side. In spite of the fact that no other city on earth, with, well, the possible exception of Jerusalem, has had so much suffering, has been rebuilt so often and destroyed so often, Sidon has continued on an uninterrupted existence since 2000 BC down to our present time today. Now, suppose Ezekiel had said that both Tyre and Sidon were to be destroyed and were to be built no more. Then every one of Sidon's 200,000 residents today would be living proof of the falsity of the prophecy. Suppose further that the prophet had said that ancient Tyre was to live but would undergo great suffering while Sidon was to be utterly destroyed and never rebuilt. How derisive would atheists such as Neil deGrasse Tyson or Stephen Pinker rightly be of the Bible's claim to predictive accuracy? How did it happen that the prophet was exactly right in both cases? It can only be that Ezekiel was inspired by God who knows the end from the beginning. And this adds to the great preponderance of evidence that the Bible is unique and stands apart and above every other piece of literature in the world today because Almighty God is its author. Finally, let's quickly go to a city, the city of Ashkelon. It was a Phoenician city. It was founded 1800 BC. But when God's prophet Zechariah, whose prophetic ministry is dated around 500 BC, and Zephaniah, also a prophet of God, prophesied around 650 BC, pronounced their sentences upon it, Ashkelon was at the height of her glory. Notice these few words. Ashkelon shall be a desolation. Ashkelon shall not be inhabited. 600 years later, at the time of Christ, Ashkelon was thriving as a free Roman city. Now, what I want to do is quickly review Ashkelon's history after the time of Christ. Remember, these prophecies were written between 650 to 500 BC. 
Now, during the Roman period, it was noted as a centre for Hellenic scholarship. It became also the seat of a bishopric. From 104 BC for the next 450 years, it was a free city of the Roman Empire. In 636 AD, it was overrun by the Arabs. Finally, in 1270 AD, the Mameluk Sultan Bibers destroyed the city and blocked its harbour with stones. Thus, for nearly 700 years, the lofty towers of ancient Ashkelon have lain scattered on the ground, giving a picture of complete desolation, and they can still be seen today. But suppose ancient Ashkelon were like Sidon, a flourishing city today. How eagerly would unbelievers seize upon the fact? No, let's hear nothing of a sort. The Bible has proven itself again and again to be the inspired word of God. God knows the end from the beginning, and the Bible prophecy not only proves that, but also shows all intellectually honest people that the Bible is God's counsel for mankind. If you stay on YouTube, type in my name and the title Seven Mind-Blowing Prophecies, you'll be able to watch a presentation I gave which further explores this subject of Bible prophecy. Furthermore, I'd love you to have a free 25-part series of Bible reading guides called The Orchard Faith of Jesus Studies, which will see you come to grips with the most important truths of the Bible in a very short time. And all you have to do to receive them is send me an email with your name, postal address and phone number two, info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. That's info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. Or go to our website, theorchardmelbourne.org.au. Go to the tab mark, contact us, follow the prompts, and we will mail them out to you. Well, our time has ended far too quickly, but I look forward to being with you next time. Remember, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and might are His and He changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know, understand. What is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. be the name of God forever and ever. Great.
album scripture songs 2 you've been listening to daniel chapter 2 verse 20 to 23 and revelation 15 verse 3 and 4 coming up next we have buddy hotailing i am persuaded i am persuaded that death no life could ever keep my father from me i am persuaded that there's no angel no principality that can separate me from my God above and his love in Jesus Christ. I am persuaded that I'm his child and he'll love me for the rest of my life. I am persuaded that there's no power, nothing present, nothing to I am persuaded, no height, no depth, no creature, not anyone can separate me from my God above and his love in Jesus Christ. I am persuaded that I'm his child and he'll love me for the rest of my life. Sometimes I feel I'm more than a of my life and he'll love me for the rest of my life 